something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome. I'm wearing another crop top. <laughs> Welcome to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. This is episode 89, and I'm your host, Cat Wonders. Um, okay, so <laughs> the shenanigans today, you have no idea. I feel like the universe does n- not want me to film this podcast. Um, so let me know if you can hear this. <laughs> All right, so I had this brilliant idea um, to create a new mic stand. Now, I used to have this attached to my table, and for probably the first 50 episodes, you hear every little movement I do on the table, similar to this, that sound, that kind of echoey sound. Finally, I had the (laughs) brains to move this microphone stand onto a separate tripod. But this, the base does not allow for it to, like, you can't put it onto a tripod normally because it's got a clamp. And so I had it clamped on to one of my light kind of fixtures and put a piece of wood. It was just makeshift and it worked. But then the other day I was noticing that like that one of the arms that it was attached to started to kind of droop. And I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do something different. So then I decided to try to hollow out one of my, (laughs) one of my mic stands to, because this has like a, a, a steel rod that goes down and kind of clicks in. And it's just kind of like a half, half an inch. Sorry for you Americans, go by centimeters. Or do you guys go by inches? Anyway, like half an inch um, in diameter. And I'm sure that it looked like it would fit. So I did all this work to break off the top of my tripod. And then realized that the rod that was supposed to go into the tripod. So the male end... It's too big. (laughs) Sounds like a good problem to have, but not when you're trying to makeshift a mic stand. So anyway, I literally spent like 45 minutes doing that. Also, there's just been lots of shit that's been going wrong today. Just one of those days. We all have those days and it's okay because tomorrow will be a better day. (laughs) Or that's what I tell myself. So I am feeling great. I still have a bit of residual phlegmy phlegm sometimes, like if I'm really working out, which I have been, by the way, I'll get into that. And um, then it kind of comes up a bit, but otherwise I feel great and I feel extra great because it's March. Oh my God. I'm also not wearing a bra. Can you tell? <laughs> um, it's March. And I, even though like spring is not officially here, Spring is not here for a long time, but it's still like renewal, rebirth. We've gotten through the hardest months and now we're getting closer and closer to spring and summer. Now, I believe the first day of spring officially is March 21st. I don't really know. Don't quote me on that. But um, right now, like I know immediately after Valentine's Day, all the stores start filling up with Easter stuff. And I love it. I love the pastels. I love the colors. I love the lovely little characters and the spring and the tulips and the gnomes and the 
candy and the <laughs> uh, it just has a totally different vibe. It's kind of like, I love Christmas. Christmas is still my favorite, uh, but Easter is like a whole other thing. Easter is awesome. And not because I love like, first of all, Easter, I'm not religious. So Easter, I know it has an entirely different meaning. I don't celebrate Easter for anything besides colorful Easter bunnies that lay eggs. That's what I like to celebrate. <laughs> and then uh, I've just got some fun stuff planned and it's going to be awesome. Anyway, okay. So I have been on an insane workout regimen and it's not actually not insane. I've gotten back on my Nordic track spin bike and I'm a membership with iFit for life, I guess, because I was sponsored by Nordic track. They sent me some equipment and anyway, long story, but I'm still an iFit. I have not paid for it. <laughs> I think it's like four years now that I've been just mooching off of Nordic track, but iFit is essentially the same as Beachbody. I mean, if you don't know what Beachbody is, it's, it's, it's like a, you pay a monthly membership to have access to all different exercise videos and nutritional information. Like it's kind of like a community and iFit specifically for my Nordic track spin bike is all cycling so you can choose to follow along with this is not sponsored by the way <laughs> I'm just talking about how convenient it is but you can follow along with people actually cycling in the Alps or you know somewhere in Germany or um, really neat places in on the beach and things like that um, and the bike automatically adjusts to um, the program so say you're biking in Whistler and there are uphills and downhills. Well, the bike adjusts up and down as the rider that you're following is riding the actual hill. So it's really immersive. It feels kind of cool. And it, of course it adjusts resistance and um, there's fans. Uh, you can adjust, you can have the fans automatic. So like when you're going downhill at fast speed, the fans will like pick up. So it feels like you're, it's really kind of cool. And so anyway, I'm, but I, I prefer the studio spin classes and that's where there's a teacher at the front and the room is full of other people biking. And I find, first of all, like I can time my music with it. They're very like based on cadence and, you know, 65 RPM, which is very close to every dance song in existence. <laughs> so you can find a good rhythm, good beat. And I'm on this, it's called... It's Nicole, what's her name? Nicole something or other. Anyway, she teaches these classes. It's it's a 15 class program. Three, you're supposed to bike three days a week. But I've been going every day with this program. So today I'm on class number 10. So I've completed class 10. And uh, so I've got five more workouts. But I'm feeling so great. It's half an hour. Every workout's between like, 29 and 35 minutes so I can really time it um, before meetings and stuff like that and I have this new thing where <laughs> this new thing where I've cut out a cup of coffee a day so I have an espresso and I was making two coffees in the morning and the odd time I'll have a coffee in the afternoon which I'm still going to do but my morning routine of having two coffees a day I've cut down to one and I the reason why I did this and I've done this before a few times cut out caffeine completely just to kind of like wean myself off because you get addicted to it right and I remember traveling one time and having no access to coffee I had the most the craziest headache that I've ever had 
as I'm jet lagged and as I'm trying to do shit, like I flew to Europe and we were trying to find a hotel. My body was off completely. Anyway, I just hated the fact that I was relying on coffee to like feel good. And I was like, that's it. Fuck it. <laughs> Quitting coffee. So I've done it a few times. And if by a few, I mean twice where I've completely cut it out. But right now I'm just cutting out one cup and, but I'm replacing it with like a chilled matcha. So matcha still has caffeine, but I guess it has an ingredient called inulin in it. And do not quote me. Oh my God, do your own research. But it basically <laughs> is an ingredient in the matcha that allows for a slower dispersal of caffeine. So you get more a more consistent dose of caffeine as opposed to a rush of caffeine. And then you have like a, you hit a low, right? Or you, what, what's the word for that when you crash? And I was finding on my second cup of coffee and depending on with Nespresso, sometimes you're having a lower dose of caffeine or a higher dose of caffeine. And I like to like buy shit that I've never tried. And I've got so many different pods of, for Nespresso. It's actually a problem. <laughs> if I could stack all of my Nespresso pads, it would wrap pads, Nespresso pods, it would wrap around the earth four times. <laughs> Not really, but I, uh, I've got so many. And um, I was just, just finding that after my second cup of coffee, I kind of started to get like, feel weird, kind of like very lightheaded, not like, like I was going to faint, but almost like I had air in my brain. Like I was turning into a real airhead, you guys, after my second cup of coffee. So I um, was like, I'm just going to cut it out and then replace it with matcha, which has caffeine, but less caffeine. And it's just kind of a healthier option. And I really enjoy, and because I'm keto, on keto or I'm in ketosis right now, I uh, can have like lots of cream. So I like to make the matcha in the blender with a bit of 18% cream and monk fruit sugar. And ooh, it tastes really good. And I'm, I'm really enjoying that. And I've got some great smoothies that I have after my workout. So I'm kind of like, and then I shower. And what I've been doing after my shower is switching on the cold water and standing in it for like at least 30 seconds. And I mean, standing in it, turning around, get it in your armpits because you know how much that hurts. <laughs> and then when I get out of my shower and I'm finished with my whole like morning regimen, I am feeling amazing. And I'm definitely in the addiction zone right now where if I, I really look forward to working out and that's where I need to get to. Like always the first three, four, five workouts are like, you just don't want to do it. But now my body's like, I love this. And you know, it's just, shooting for that appraised shower glory where you're just finished and you're like, yeah, let's go on with the day. Enough talking. Also, I am not drinking. <laughs> I have a couple trips coming up and I'm just taking a break, a booze break. And like March 1st was my goal, but I actually started on the 29th. So it's been definitely a few days since I've had not had any alcohol. And it's kind of funny because I have my podcast, but I have an alternative, okay? And I have to share this with you. I like to replace, like, I like to have a drink in the evening, especially if I'm cooking dinner or something that's like, I'm a little rushed maybe. And I feel a little bit like that's sort of when I will have a glass of wine or whatever, it just kind of calms me down a bit. And I, I really do enjoy a nice glass of wine. But I went to the grocery store and I bought four different kinds of low carb, alcohol-free beers. So the, this is actually 
non-alcoholic, some are called de-alcoholized. Um, this has less than 0.5%. This is the best zero alcohol beer or 0.5 alcohol beer that I've ever had. There's no bitterness. It is literally like I would prefer to drink this over, well, that's not true. I love Corona with lime, but this is so good. So if you're looking for an alternative, like it's March, it's spring, summer's around the corner. And I'm kind of in like a cleanse mode right now where I'm working out and feeling good. I don't want to screw it up with booze. And listen, I've done lots of workouts before and not cut, cut out drinking either and had similar results. <laughs> but for me, just mentally, sleep-wise and all that kind of thing, um, I'm just choosing to take a bit of a break. But what I'm going to make for you today is called a chelada, okay? And this is, you're supposed to do this with a Mexican beer. In fact, another really good uh, alcohol-free beer is the Coronas. I think the Coronas are actually 0%. They're Corona, they're called Corona something, not lights, but something else. You can get those in the grocery store too. So good, but I do like these better. And I do have one of the Coronas in the fridge downstairs. And even though you're supposed to use Mexican beer, I'm using this. So a chalada is basically beer with lime juice and a salted rim. <laughs> so we're just gonna go for it. And like I said, I mean it when I say this is really good. I can guarantee you, you buy this, unless you like something like a stout or something extremely bitter and like, this is not that, this is more of like, a what do they even call it? Double brewed, non-alcoholic with natural flavors. And um, anyway, we're just gonna give this a shot. I am gonna have to like brush off the salt that I put on this rim, but no, actually there, I see a spot. Um, and I also added <laughs> my little beer looking cocktail stirrer. Oh, you guys. I discovered a website called Cocktail Emporium. I was on the website and I was like, oh, they have dried fruits and really neat kind of bitters and fancy maraschino cherries and like things that are, and, and glassware and mixing tools and things. And I was like, wow, I'm like, this is a dream come true. And I'm like, of course, they probably don't ship to Canada. It's Canadian. And I was like, what? So anyway, I was too overwhelmed. I, I had some stuff in my cart and I discovered this whole other section of the website. And I was like, oh, I can't make a purchase yes, yet because I, I might want some of this or some of that. They actually even have like the edible glitters, like similar to what I use, like the shimmer powder that you can eat and make your cocktails super fancy. And I was like, oh, and they have gin kits and they have all sorts of things. So also really good for mocktails, right? So you have all the ingredients and they have a lot of like de-alcoholized options as well, <clears throat> which is crazy. Cause the other day I was in like kind of a fancier store. They sell lamb and duck and all this stuff. And then in the back they have like this wine section and really kind of fancier higher end stuff. Anyway, I, sorry, I'm distracted by somebody coming into my house. I think I know who it is, but <laughs> it's always scary. <laughs> anyway, so I saw this section with these beautiful bottles, pink, green, blue, um, very classy looking bottles. And I was like, wow, what are these? And I thought they were gin or whatever. And they are a spirit free spirit. They, I mean, alcohol free spirit. Uh, so it's like botanicals. I'm like, what is it? Like, what is an alcohol free spirit? Um, but it, like I said, it's got herbs and botanicals and things like that. And mine was like a rose flavor. I tried it. I'm going to be honest. 
even though the bottle's pretty, it's kind of gross. But I need to do more research as to prop, like how to properly use it or to see what the recipes the companies to, like recommends doing with them. Cause I just tasted it. And I was like, I'm going to mix this with sparkling water. <laughs> and that was not, uh, not the, not the move. Like I was like, Ooh, there was like an undertone of mold. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think this is right, <laughs> but I know that there is a way to enjoy it for sure. I just need to figure that out. And I have hair somewhere. Um, okay. So let's make our chalada. And I think I'm assuming we're going to have to use a decent amount of lime juice. So I'm going to put the lime juice in first just because the beer flowing into it will kind of mix it. So let's do like a teaspoon of lime juice. And I don't know why this wouldn't be good because I always put lime in my Corona, so. And I almost grabbed a straw for this. You guys, does that not look refreshing? But I was like, who drinks a beer with a straw? Not me. That would be weird. Have you ever drank beer? I've drank wine with a straw before. It was kind of, what was it? It was like a wine spritzer or something. Anyway. All right. So let me find the least amount of salt on this rim. Here we go. And maybe give it a little stir without losing carbonation. And let's see how our alcohol-free chalada tastes. Actually, the salt adds like a nice little extra something. I'm telling you, this is like a Corona, but ooh, and you know how I guess lime in Corona kind of cuts the bitterness a little bit. This does the same, even though this is not a bitter beer. It's this is very refreshing. Highly recommend. And um, just remember, if you want to cut out drinking, like completely, you don't have to cut out things like this, right? If you feel like a beer, you can still have a beer, right? It's not like you're completely cutting yourself off of my camera filled up again. <laughs> Annoying as hell. Uh, anyway. Oh, yeah. What I was saying was there are lots of like mocktails and things you can kind of still make for yourself and enjoy a nice little evening of experimentation with other things. It kind of sounds like a drag, but also in the evenings, what helps me through <laughs> on like nights where like a Friday or Saturday night where I'm like, ah, oh, I really would love like something refreshing is yeah. Just making something like a nice sparkling water with a splash of orange juice and a splash of tonic. And it really tastes like you're having a cocktail, right? Cause a lot of times in cocktails, you can't even taste the booze, right? You're just kind of going for like something that tastes nice and get a little buzz. But anyway, there are other options. And as long as I'm working out and feeling good, I kind of want to keep that flow going. And uh, yeah. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Also, this is only seven carbs, which is really low for a fake beer. <laughs> um, the Coronas I think are 14. So this is like half the amount of carbohydrates and it tastes better. So full on recommend it. Or at least, you know, 
have options at your party. Because one thing that I do do when I'm out for a long time with people that are doing lots of drinking is I always bring sparkling water and like nudes or neutrals. So I can still be socializing and having a beverage, but it's just sparkling water in between, right? To pace yourselves and have a box of these. They're, they're not that expensive in your cooler too, for people that don't necessarily want to drink. Anyway, just saying, <laughs> you guys are like, we know, we know what alcohol-free beer is. Like, it's like, it just came out or something. And I've discovered it. But uh, anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, It's March. I already said that. <laughs> I have my, my week written down and it's March in like big letters. I already talked about my week. Yeah, basically just on the Nordic track every morning and uh, Easter stuff. And... How do you guys feel about Easter? Do you do things with your family? Do you get together? Is it kind of something just for the kids? Or I like to start traditions and kind of keep with them um, a nice ham at Easter <laughs> or rabbit. <laughs> Easter dinner is ready, guys. And like you literally bring it out on a platter. It's just a bunny. <laughs> rabbit's actually really good. I've shot a few rabbits, cooked them up. You know, I'm just that kind of girl. <laughs> a little bit of a redneck. Um, but yeah, usually like a ham and some nice food, friends and family. Um, that's in April. So I should be drinking by then. <laughs> I don't know how long I can keep up, honestly. So I've been working out 10 days in a row. And it's like intermediate. So it's not beginner. It's not advanced. It's intermediate. So like there are definitely some long stretches of like, hard shit that you have to really meditate through to get through and sometimes I'll be honest I just stop <laughs> if I'm like feeling like it's getting to be too much I just slow down and that's the beauty with like not being in a real spin class because if you were in a real spin class you'd be like pushing yourself and it's good you want to push yourself right but you, you're more embarrassed to stop or slow down and you just feel like a little bit more stressed because you can't escape your people are looking at you and also following you if they're behind you and Anyway, um, but I'm like, the program that I'm on is supposed to be three days a week, but I've been doing it. I've done 10 classes in a row, but I feel great. And I'm like, Sh I should probably take a day off, but it's only half an hour. And I just feel great. Like if I didn't work out that day, I'd kind of feel, but that's what the addiction part of it is. It's like, it happens to me when I'm doing any type of workout program where there comes a point where I need to do it and I'm like looking forward to it and so I'm like I said I'm there now but I wonder if there's any harm in not taking a break let me know your thoughts in the comments down below another question that I wanted to pose to you guys because you're really great at answering my questions in the comments and also through emails but I'm planning my sister's bachelorette like I've been uh, I've mentioned it before and obviously there's a budget and I'm not going to, I don't want to fly anywhere that's going to be super expensive because yeah, we just want to stay within a decent budget. And San Francisco from like where we're at is like $270 for a flight to San Francisco. And I've heard some things about San Francisco that I don't know if I like very much. I don't know if I like what I've heard about San Francisco. And what I've heard is like the homeless population is horrendous. Like it's really not like downtown isn't what you think it is. But 
I also know that people have said the same about Vancouver. And I was just there recently. Walked through the, you know, tent villages and um, just to kind of see. And, but it's in, it's in a kind of contained area. It's not all over the place. There are definitely homeless people all over the city. But it's not like all the streets are laden with tents and drugs and syringes and people's like feces and all that sort of stuff. Like, so what I want to know is if I plan a bachelorette party in San Francisco, which I've always wanted to go, by the way, we've all watched Full House. That's where it's filmed, right? <laughs> There's the bridge and, and the streets like really streets like this. And anyway, is it, would it be a good option? What do you think? There'd probably be like, there's going to be like 10 or 15 of us. <laughs> and I want to maybe book an Airbnb or book a motel. The motel idea kind of makes a little bit more sense just with people committing and things like that. But yeah, I just want to be safe. It's going to be all girls. And I just want it to be a safe place to go. If so, let me know in the comments down below what your thoughts are on that or send me an email. Because I've been trying to do research about like, San Francisco and then of course all the its websites are like what to do there how you know but what is the down and dirty about San Francisco like can we walk downtown safely <laughs> um you know and to be honest like I'm not sure what crime is like there but like in Vancouver downtown where all the homeless are kind of conglomerated there you're not super unsafe like the people there are either strung out on drugs they're you know I shouldn't say it's not, I shouldn't say it's not safe, but it's not like people are jumping at you and they're on bath salts and trying to bite your neck and shit. That's not what's going on. There's not a ton of like people trying to rob you or with amongst each other in that community. I'm sure it happens all the time, but like as just somebody walking through, people aren't really like, I was wearing nice clothes and a nice jacket and clearly not homeless. Nobody said a word to me. Nobody came near me. Nobody tried to, you know, so I understand that like it's not necessarily a dangerous thing I just am curious uh like if we could take an uber across the city and I just I, I just don't know and I'm the, I'm the one planning it and I'm responsible for everybody so this is why I need to find this out <laughs> because I think you can make a mistake choosing certain place that you think like say your hotel even is right outside this area that's like you know what I'm saying I just need to you know what I need to do I need to call a couple hotel clerks like downtown San Francisco and talk to people that live there and say, hey, like, what is the city like? Like, what do you recommend? And, you know, of course, you got to get the right person to answer all your questions. But let me know your thoughts because it is cheap to fly and it's close. And that's ideal. I want to try to convince my sister to like for us all to go to Victoria. Victoria is such a freaking beautiful place. It's on Vancouver Island. Anyway, are you a plant person? Do you have plants? Or are you somebody who is like, I kill plants. I can never have a plant ever in my life. I used to be that person that could never own a plant, didn't want plants. And my house is full of fake plants <laughs> because I love the look of plants. I love the vibe it brings to the house. But of course, it's only like fake, a fake vibe because they're fake plants. So recently a store opened up in town that sell all kinds of tropical plants, really cute, like just really beautiful 
plants. And I went there a few times, like, to pick up flowers and stuff. I'm like, I wish I could have a plant. Like, and then a friend of mine's like, why can't you? And I was like, because I just can't keep them alive. And she said, there's an app that you can download <laughs> that reminds you to water your plants or say you don't know how to look after a plant necessarily. You can enter your plant in this app and it will let you know, okay, missed, missed your Hoya or water him or so I was like oh, okay so I got one plant and really fell in love with it <laughs> every time a new little leaf would show up I'd be like oh, it's a baby and just stupid really dumb but really like rewarding and I do believe in like the rice theory which I've talked about before it's kind of like you put your love and intention and intention and attention to a plant it will thrive and grow, but the one that you ignore will die, even though like they're identical plants. So I make sure that I talk to them. But anyway, I since have accumulated like five or six more plants, smaller ones, not big ones. But I kind of am tempted to buy some bigger plants. And I just really like that they're alive <laughs> and, and do like giving something back potentially. Um, I actually was at the grocery store about a week ago and they always have like a really nice section of fresh flowers and little plants and pots and things like that. And I just like to look and, and then I noticed these little short plants. What the hell are they? They were little Venus flytraps in a little cup. And my little plant that I bought has six or seven little open mouths. And I have so many damn flies around this house that I was like, never will a fly actually land in the Venus flytrap mouth. But I always have fresh meat for those Venus flytraps. And do you want to know what I named my Venus flytrap? Sheenus. <laughs> okay, it's kind of an inside joke, but I've talked about this before. Something called a shiwi, which is like a, a cup with a spout you put over your peach when you want to take a piss, but you don't want to crouch you want to stand up and piss like a man you pop this thing on your freaking pussy <laughs> and you pee in it and it comes out so anyway I tried it once disaster I tried it in a bathroom <laughs> I tried it in my bathroom because it actually came in one of the subscription boxes that I was getting called well, not boxy charm it was called um damn Anyway, I don't remember, but it's this purple thing. It's like a sheath. And then it's got a spout. I was like, sweet, it could stand and pee. Anyway, I put it on. Pee was leaking out the back, the front. It was dribbling down the front of the thing. It was just the worst. And luckily I can pinch my pee stream really quickly because if I couldn't, that would, would have been really a disaster. But I was like, okay, it's called a shiwi. Why the hell wouldn't they call it a sheenus? <laughs> Sheenus makes so much more sense, doesn't it? So there is probably a company named that at this point, because that was a couple years ago. But so now my Venus flytrap, I've named Sheenus just because I wanted to name it that. Um, not all of my plants have names, by the way. Just that one, because it's more like personal. If, I feel like it looks you in the eye a little bit. You have to feed it, you know? Anyway, so that's that. <laughs> 
Um, also, so you may, if you are one of my patrons, you might've noticed that I've changed the tiers, which is gonna work out so much better for everybody. And um, I'm gonna be posting just great stuff. And not that I haven't before in the past, but um, I'm also doing kind of a March blast on my OnlyFans and Patreon, just to sort of like rejuvenate, re-inspire. I've got some different ideas and I'm just having lots of fun. And I'm gonna be in Quebec next month uh, for a very specific photo shoot, which is gonna be amazing. And so check them both out. So I've got my Patreon, I've also got a free OnlyFans and then a subscription OnlyFans. Uh, the difference between the two is that everything is cheaper for my subscription fans and you just pay a little bit more on my free page. And then also my subscription fan, my subscription fans receive more like photos. And then sometimes I put out PPVs that only they get and things like that. So it is a little bit more exclusive. It's just five bucks a month, but um, yeah, it is worth it because if you're buying a PPV for like $10 on the free page, it's only $5 on the paid page, but the subscription is $5. So you paid off in like the first post. <laughs> so anyway, check it out though. That's linked in the description box down below if you're curious. So recently I have been, so you know how Instagram works. You click on something and then it, the algorithm thinks, oh, she's interested in this and then posts more and more and more. My entire feed on Instagram is pottery. <laughs> pottery and stained glass. So this happens to me every spring too, when I'm seeing Easter things. And I don't know why pottery and stained glass is, it's like, for me, it's like represents spring and you can buy a bunch of this shit right now. And I, I don't know what's, what goes on in my mind and why I think that, but, um, I have been really fast. So I'm making pottery is something I've always wanted to try. And I live in a small town and there are classes sometimes. I buy pottery from this woman that makes it and sells it in our local art gallery. And I always almost buy it out and I don't have room for it. But her mugs and her plates and her bowls and everything, like I have kind of a collection going. So it's, and she doesn't put out a ton of pieces. And when she does, they sell out right away. But I'm like, God, oh, I would love to make a mug or like be able to just make shit like that. And because um, I've always been artistic and I used to be a professional artist, but I'm, but like drawing and painting is different than like creating an actual thing, right? So I've always wanted to try that. Then I had a friend that was making stained glass snowflakes and was selling them at the farmer's market or the um, Christmas market. And they're so beautiful. And I was like, wow, stained glass. <laughs> so I want to try making stained glass because I have these ideas for like really trendy pieces that would sell out right away, of course. And then for pottery as well, like I've got different ideas for that too. So anyway, I want to make it a goal of mine to take a class, even if I have to go to the city like a three-day class. The problem is with me is when I want to do something, I freaking go for it. That's why I started my channel <laughs> because I wanted to have a YouTube channel. I wanted to do this and I made it happen. The problem is, is that if I really love making pottery, I know 
I'm going to buy all the shit to make it. I'm going to have a, like, I'm going to have to dedicate a room in my house or like part of the basement to make the shit. And then I'll make it and then I'll kind of like get bored of it and it'll sit there <laughs> because I'm not going to make a career out of making pottery, but I like to have it as a little hobby and just, there's one girl that I follow. I think she's in Australia and she buys mystery molds. So she will go, she calls it Gumtree. And I think it's kind of like a, like a Kijiji or a website where you can buy used things. And she buys these mystery molds. And basically what a mystery mold is, two halves of a mold, elastic around it. She buys them without knowing what it is that she's making. And then she, every episode, she she has got a new series called Smash or Pass, where she'll pour her um, ceramic or whatever it is, the liquid shit <laughs> in the molds, let it dry a little bit and then pop them open. It's like a surprise as to what it is. And then she'll choose which one she wants to finish. And then she'll smash the ones that uh, are, yeah, smash the ones that she doesn't want to make. Anyway, it's just like so, ooh. and the way she has her shop set up, it's always sunny. I mean, it's Australia. And she, I, just such a happy, lovely girl. And I was like, wow. That would be the fantasy of just going into your little studio, making something, you know. And But she has made it her career. Like, she sells her shit. Every time she makes something, it's sold out. But that's the beauty of having, like, a platform when you're a creator and you're making things like that. And, like, I know, even though people are following me for me and, like, what I'm doing, what I'm trying on, blah, blah, blah. If I was making things, I have like a huge audience to sell it to. So I'm like, I could probably sell the shit, but then I, I don't know the first thing about shipping pottery and I just really want to try it and I might hate it. Let's be honest. Also stained glass because I was looking for a piece for myself that I could not find. And I was like, God, if I could just, if I could just like, hire somebody or commission somebody to make this piece and I was like why couldn't I make it myself but I don't know the first thing about stained glass <laughs> I I've got a couple stained glass pieces that I think are beautiful but I think I'm just gonna have to stick to buying it and not trying to make it and I think on the last episode I was talking about AI like artificial intelligence and like artificial artwork and computer generated imagery and things like that. And I can't remember if I mentioned last time, the hands and how one way to find out if what you're looking at is AI or not, because it is literally, <laughs> it is sometimes very difficult to tell the difference between a computer generated image or like a digital piece of art or like a photograph even. And one way to tell is the hands are always messed up. There's extra appendages and you don't notice it right when you're looking at the image until you actually look. And for some reason, which creeps me out, uh, the, the computer can't get our hands right. Can't do human hands. It's something about whatever the, the it's like uh, yeah I'm just trying to think it's kind of like 
the computer doesn't understand. The computer doesn't understand hands, which is really weird because it gets the faces right, the proportion, the body, ears, um, eyes, nose. But the hands are always messed up. And there, there have been a few instances where um, like a hand is by somebody's side and the thumb is right, but it's still, it's kind of off, but not completely. Um, but check it out. So if you're looking at an image like on Instagram or if you're scrolling anywhere, you're, you can't avoid it now. Um, you just look for the hands. If the hands are weird, you can tell it's fake. Another thing that I think is really interesting is I was looking at some, um, like some account on Instagram and it was AI generated every image and it was all of like beautiful women, girls, women, just like models, the most beautiful models you've ever seen. And oh yeah, I was talking about like beautiful. So what I was curious about, like these, you know, massive companies like Gucci, Ralph Lauren, um, YSL, all these like high-end brands that hire these models to walk in shows. Uh, great, right? Still, that's still going to happen. But when it comes to like shooting campaigns and like having models represent your brand, and I get there, there is some like, there's great stuff about having a real person represent your brand. I don't know if that's even going to be a thing anymore, like having models in a magazine. They're going to be like computer generated people that don't really exist, but look beautiful. You know, I think that's probably where that's going. Cause I was, I just was looking at these different, it was almost like, um, editorial type, like AI models, if they can get the hands right <laughs> and wearing crazy things. And just, I just don't know. Like, I feel like even digital artists, you know, that are hired to draw certain things or create certain characters or whatever. I feel like their entire careers are in jeopardy because you can now type in what you're looking for. Like as a company, you're looking for some mascot or something. Well, you can type in everything you're looking for and computer will just make it for you for like nothing. <laughs> I think you need to pay a little bit for these like more expensive or more detailed or, you know, type artificial intelligence computers or whatever you want to call them. Um, so anyway, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting to think about how this is going to change our future and how we kind of like almost have a little window of reality left. Like I kind of feel that so much that we see, and I know I was watching Rogan and it was Rogan and, um, he was interviewing Russell Brand and they're both like superpowers in, kind of the um, YouTube media space and just discussing this video of Joe Biden um, talking shit about some girl talking about some girl's butt or something. And uh, it's all, it's all um, like deep fake. And a deep fake is basically where they take somebody else's face and somebody else's voice, but they make it, they can like implement actual word, like, it sounds exactly like Joe Biden, looks exactly like Joe Biden, and can barely tell that it's not. 
And maybe some of you can, but I think 90% of us would think that that was probably really happening. But the stuff that's coming out of his mouth is so outrageous that you know it's not really him or what he'd say on the podium as he's talking. Um, so it's interesting for sure, like definitely and dangerous because what if, what if like they make Joe Biden make a fake speech in front of a bunch of people that he's going to go do something to China or something and China sees this video, but they don't know that it's been, that it's fake. So they take it as like an actual threat. Then we have a problem on our hands. Do you not agree? <laughs> I don't think I mixed the lime enough. The lime is still like chilling on the bottom. Oh no, it's not bad. Mm. Ooh, it kind of reminds me of Mexico. Um, well, <laughs> let me just think. I did have something else to talk about. See if I can remember what it was. You guys, what am I gonna make for dinner tonight? I have kind of like a stocked freezer. So I, I went and because it is spring, I kind of have the, this burst of energy to do some cleaning. And so I cleaned out my freezer, my fridge freezer. So I have three freezers, one in the fridge and then two standing freezers, just because I have a lot of like a lot of meat, wild game, blah, blah, blah. And the bottom, like the fridge freezer on the bottom, I just literally was not using anything in it and it was just full. I was like, what the frick? am I doing with my life? <laughs> so I emptied out the freezer and, it, and the rough thing with cleaning out your freezer is that anything you throw away is going to rot and mold. And you know what I mean? It's like food. And, uh, but I had so much freezer burnt shit and like I save my bananas. I freeze them. Excuse me. I freeze them to make banana cakes, banana muffins, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I'm like, I haven't touched these bananas <laughs> in my freezer for a long time. And they're getting to the point where they're almost hollow. They're just like little raisin peels. <laughs> so got rid of those. Um, I also, yeah, got rid of just like random ice packs that were burst open and stuff like that. Like what was I just like heathen type stuff. And when I cleaned it out, it was like glorious. And so I was like, wow. Now I can actually store stuff in there that I can use. So I stocked up on some stuff and organized it all and have like little dividers in there. And it's really great. I should have probably filmed that process, but I was, it was, I'm too ashamed to show you what it looked like before. <laughs> Let's be honest. This is bad. Um, but I've got like pork steaks in there, some bratwurst. I kind of, so I've told you this before. I like to eat my steaks depending on the steaks. Okay. But any like pork steak, or tougher cut of meat, like whether it's beef or wild game or whatever, I like to eat it with sour cream. I like my steaks with sour cream. That's, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm ashamed to show you my freezer before, but I'm not afraid to admit <laughs> that I like sour cream with my steak. And because I'm keto, so like, usually if I make a meal and I have other people joining me, then I'll put rice, I'll make rice or carbs on the side, which I won't eat. But sour cream is like another side for me. And um, so I'm thinking pork steaks with sour cream. And oh my God, I made Brussels sprouts uh, two days ago. Whoa, they were the best Brussels sprouts I ever had. So I bought fresh Brussels sprouts in a bag, but wasn't going to use them. So I put them in the freezer, took them out of the freezer the other day. 
and um, thawed them out kind of halfway, coated them in just olive oil, salt and pepper, and a bit of, what is it called? That There's a spice, it's called, damn it. Big red or something. Anyway, I think it's typically used in seafood. Um, bit of that on there and then put it in the air fryer, but I put it on, what's the setting? <laughs> I'm just like, can't remember anything. I think the broil setting anyway, um, for like 15 minutes, man, they were crispy on the outside, soft on the inside, had lots of like incent, like really great flavor. I meant to say insane flavor, but I said insane and intense. And anyway, so, um, but yeah, Brussels sprouts, so, so good. I don't know if they're like super keto. Like I think you have still have to be careful with how many you eat. Mm. Definitely refreshing. I need like a chilled glass. Anytime I've ever had a beer in a glass though, the last little bit, I'm not, like, if it's not ice cold, I don't really love it. Um, I need like a beer cozy. But those, I swear to God, I'll show you one more time. Coors Edge. Highly, highly recommend. Well, everyone, <laughs> that concludes episode 89 of Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Don't forget to check out my OnlyFans and Patreon down below in the description box. And uh, email me or message me or... Write down in the description or in the comments uh, what, what your thoughts are on San Francisco. And because I feel like I'm making a bigger deal about it than it might actually be, right? I'm, I'm hoping that some of you are going to be like, it's great. Just avoid this area. There's great restaurants. There's great, like, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> but I can't seem to find that on the internet. And I don't want to dig too deep because I don't want to be completely turned off either. So, like, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. And I need to talk to real people that know there. Maybe one of you lives there and can give me some suggestions. <laughs> um, it's March. I'm so excited. I've got a ton of content coming. And if you're not following me on my socials, like my Instagram and other platforms, then you're missing out on a whole other side of me. I've been doing lots of acting. <laughs> not really. It's, it's me trying to like make these TikToks that I've seen, like I'm pretty much like copycatting what I see just to see if I can do it. And I can't, <laughs> but I post it anyway. So check that out. Um, and yes, I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. And of course, I'll be back before you know it. And um, I look forward to seeing you then. Like, subscribe, and I'll see you in my next video.